Bonus, bonus, bonus. Oh dear, here comes another one. Welcome to the bonus episode. Uh, calling it best seat in the house. And uh, the topic we're going to be chewing on a little bit is uh, the best time. When's the best time to go to a, a movie theater? What do you think, Jared? I do think it is uh, sort of uh, movie dependent. Like at this point in time, as often as possible, I try not to see horror movies any other time than as close to the end of the night as possible. Like whatever the last screening of the night is at a movie theater, if I'm going to go see a horror movie, that's the one I try to pick because I think it just adds a little bit to walking out of the movie theater after a horror movie and it already being dark outside. Like that, it's strange unless you're seeing Midsummer to see a scary movie and then you leave and it's broad daylight out. That I think that detracts a little bit and like your processing in the movie just isn't going to be as strong. Um, for dramas, midday, not a bad time to go, you know, just uh, the, the pace of that and the time of day makes makes sense to me. Comedies, early morning's a good start. Your mind, you know, maybe not as ha- able to handle quite as much. So, you know, you go to maybe an 11 a.m. showing of, uh, of Jackass or whatever uh, comedic uh, film is currently showing at uh, your theater. So I'm very genre oriented when it comes to the time of day for my, uh, my movies. I am. I agree that it, that it's a little bit dependent. I'm either super late or super early. But for me, I like to see horror movies earlier uh. because I am a I'm a little wiener. I'm, I'm I'm a scaredy cat, and if it's something that I know is going to actually unsettle me, I want mm-hmm. the rest of the day's events to kind of you know cleanse that. So I'm not like I I could not imagine watching you know, paranormal activity and then just like turning off the lights and rolling over and going to sleep like that that would just be horrible. (laughs) So, yeah, I actually did that once in, uh, in high school with paranormal activity when like my, I think both of my parents were gone for the weekend and I watched paranormal activity uh, alone, uh, in my house and like right before I went to bed. And that was, that was a mistake. That was one of the only times that this, uh, rule of mine, uh, failed miserably. (laughs) Generally, I like it earlier in the day and then, you know, you just got the rest of your day. You already feel accomplished by having, you know, just watched a movie. But sometimes, I don't know, late late at night, depending on the thing, it's functions a little better. Bruce? I do like going on the first night. I think that's always fun because there's kind of an excitement to it and people are there. But I must say that I did go to Parasite and maybe I've told you this before uh, at night. It was like the last showing of the film at night. And I'm walking back to the parking ramp and I'm getting in the car and I I think, what is that carpeting doing there in the parking ramp? And as I'm starting the car and backing up, the carpeting moved, stood up and it was a homeless person inside the carpeting. And that freaked me out like you cannot believe I have now ever since then made sure that it's light out when I get done with the movie because I did not want a close encounter of that kind at all, especially after Parasite. And I did call the uh, police department to say, I think this guy might freeze if you don't do something about it, because I don't want that on my head that somebody was sleeping in a parking ramp and um, I didn't do anything about it. So I do like earlier in the day, if I can, like if it's on a Friday and it's the movie has started on the Friday, I'd love to go right after work. 
And so then I have time right after that to go eat or do something else. Um, I must say, I did ski a, a screening of This Is Us. Do you remember One Direction when they had a documentary called This Is Us in Los Angeles? And it was in the morning. And it was like me and 10,000 girls. That's what it seemed like. I got in the theater and all these kids are like just jumping up and down and excited and everything. This is in the early morning. And a manager got to the front of the theater and said, do not leave your seats, stay in your seats. There are people trying to get into the theater and you will lose your seat if you get up and go. Please do not do anything. We're trying to hold them off because they think that the actual <laughs> One Direction people are in the theater, that they're going to come <laughs> And they were they had to get emergency people to get these kids away from the door because they were going to storm the the theater just so they could see this is us, thinking that they were going to get like one of the strays from One Direction to stand up in front of everybody. And so I did not move out of that seat. I'll tell you, I was so scared. But um, they were not there. One Direction was not at the theater. The we all got to see that film, and when we got out. There were people that were standing out in the, it was at the um, uh, the Grove, if you've ever heard of the Grove in Los Angeles, there were kids outside sure that we were lying to them and saying, no, there was no One Direction here. So that, that was another kind of those, wow, what is this? And that was a morning film. Seeing a film in the morning, that's so rare, but there you go. Hmm. Did you ever go to, were you ever with Rocky Horror Picture Show when they had that? in theaters i have never done an actual rocky horror picture show i've done a couple at people's houses that were a little janky um but <laughs> you know hey that was my house what are you calling a janky listen <laughs> no but it is fun that's one of those kind of midnight things where you go yep i'm in i like this this was really cool but if it's just a regular horror film no way no way yeah the purge is coming what have we got uh, as far as our non-new release random recommendation type thing that we've got here? Anything that you've, you've recently seen that uh, is worth throwing out there for, for folks to, to catch if they haven't? And any, any new, new discoveries or rediscoveries for you? I got one that's a, a product of uh, playing some catch up as the, uh, the new season's coming out uh, next week. And maybe we'll talk about it. And that's, uh, I finished watching through the third season of uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which... Uh, came out last uh fall and i just love that show so much they you know now that they're three seasons in and about to be four seasons in they've got their like comedic rhythms down perfectly and the jokes in that show and the the characters are all just so damn funny there's not a single weak link in the chain of, of the main cast of that show and it's it's just a joy to put on and watch have you you've seen the new season no, 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 no. I, I, I'm looking forward to it, though, when it comes out next week. Well, they're doing a vampire nightclub. That's the big thing, because the house is just a shambles. They've let it kind of go. Poor uh, Guillermo was off kind of doing his own thing, so he wasn't keeping the house clean for them. And so they've got to figure out a way to fix it up a little bit. And so they hit on the good idea that they're going to open a vampire nightclub. And everybody who is ever a vampire is invited. So I don't know if you'll actually see Tom Cruise show up, but there will be, you know, ones that you'll recognize. And Fred Armisen is in there for sure. There's a surprise with Colin Robinson. You remember that he died at the end of the last season. 
He's come back as a baby, right? And then the baby Colin Robinson comes back, but he's a little older than baby. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. And um, the, uh, help me out with the, who's the guy who's the, Nandor. Okay. And Nandor um, is going to look for a spouse. So he has a kind of a search that he asked Guillermo to help him with. So we'll see what happens with that, where he gets. But he does hit, I've seen four or five episodes of the show, and he's been through at least 30. So I don't know that he's finding the spouse just yet. Okay. I'm with you. I so love, and you know, I never saw the original movie. I want to see that movie, and I know it's out there somewhere, but I have not seen the original. I'd love to see it. I am really surprised that you haven't seen it because I know that you're a big mockumentary fan and it's got that sort of I love that vibe, but it's incredible. That movie is fantastic. I think it's the this will cost $2.99 that has kept me from dishing it up on TV. I would say, I mean, invest in, you know, is just it worth find it? find yeah. You're gonna watch it multiple times. Find a, a used copy on DVD or Blu-ray or something, you know, on Amazon for a few bucks. You know, there'll be you know, commentaries and character and stuff like that. Anything that Matt Berry, who plays Laszlo, anything that Matt Berry's in has been just phenomenal as far as I can tell. Well, and almost anything he says in that show is is also just hilarious. Bat! <laughs> Bruce? Drop Dead Gorgeous. Over the holidays, I saw more people talking about Drop Dead Gorgeous. And if you look at it, it's a who's who of actresses in there who are just unbelievable. Um, and this was the one that you can point to that this was kind of the one that got them going. Kirsten Dunst is in there. Amy Adams is in there. Denise Richards is in there. You name it, they're in there. Kirstie Alley plays a mom. So it's a, uh, a real jackpot of acting. And they kind of lampoon the Midwest. So I'm just throwing that out there. That's fine by me. We got it coming. And I'm from the South. Like, I mean, maybe I just, you know, developed a certain callus to that, but yeah. You're practically king of the hill. You're from the South so far. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The pick that I'm going to throw out is a classic film that I have only recently in the past couple of weeks seen for the first time. And that's What's Up Doc from 1972, oh. directed by Peter Bogdanovich. Barbra Streisand, Ryan O'Neill. It is masterpiece of a screwball comedy, perfectly orchestrated chase scene throughout San Francisco. <laughs> I held off on it for a very, very long time and didn't really know what I was missing. But I'll tell you, if anybody out there is, if this is floating around in your uh, you know, subconscious of like, maybe I should watch that. Yeah, go for it. Man, it's, it is perfect. It's a perfect movie. Ryan O'Neill is very good in this and you wouldn't think that he would be. And Barbara Streisand, that's her funniest. She doesn't get funnier than that. And the two of them together, it really, really works. And then you throw in Madeline Kahn, come on. It doesn't get better than that. And it was one of Madeline Kahn's first roles, if not her actual first role. It's absolutely fantastic. Barbara Streisand as the Bugs Bunny type character, very uh, proto manic pixie dream girl type person. And yeah, Ryan O'Neill is just a great straight man. Well, I mean, his name is Howard Bannister. Like that is just the most like boring. <laughs> But yeah, what's up, Doc? It's streaming out there somewhere. I think I watched it on HBO Max. I don't know if uh, if it's out there still, but what's up, Doc? 1972. Those are the picks. Thank you for being a subscriber. I don't know if we got any any other shout outs last second here. 
All right. Yeah. So we'll see you uh, uh, next week with uh, our top films of the year so far. Doing a little ch- chat of a list of that. And uh, thanks so much. We'll see you next week. See something good. Hey, that was my house. What are you calling a janky?